Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Today's episode is all about sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Some players I've been looking at, I've been studying and researching some things about them, and I want to share probably one player at each position for each category, give you guys some information, maybe some players to look to or avoid in your drafts this year. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. I love talking fantasy football. It's one of my favorite things to do. This is one of my favorite times of the year. So I am super excited to get started. But before we get there, we always need to go to the word of the Lord. Let's go to scripture. Let's see what we're going to learn today. Today, we're going to be going over, um, we're going back to Proverbs. It's such great wisdom in Proverbs. We're going to do Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. So as it says, always be pursuing wisdom. Don't be complacent in your understanding of some things. Always try to learn more, guys. And for this, we're going to try to learn some more about fantasy football, some possible players you should look for or avoid. So without further ado, let's get started. We're going to go over, let's start. Start with let's start with the fun stuff. Let's start with sleepers. So, what are sleepers? Sleepers are players that you can get late in drafts that might have some value or turn into starters for you if things break out right. These are the dart throw guys. These are the guys that you just try to see if any of them stick. You draft as many as possible hoping that you get a secret stashed stud on your roster that came out of nowhere that helps you win a championship. Sleepers are usually the area where championships are won, or at least very close to one. So let's start at the quarterback position. The sleeper this year for me is Kenny Pickett, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is currently going um, around pick 154 in draft, so he's almost free. So in this scenario, if you have done your draft and things just aren't breaking out right, and the quarterbacks are being taken left and right without you really having a chance to grab one, and you've, as they call it, punted at the position, and you need someone that has the potential to be top 12 to top 15 for you just kind of hold you over hold you steady keep your head above water while the rest of your stacked roster wins it for you here's your guy this could be the one Kenny Pickett he's going into year two of his football career he showed signs last year he looked pretty good especially toward the end of that year and he has so many weapons around him. George Pickens is looking, he's looking like the steal of the draft last year. I think he went in the second round and he, he's looking like the next coming of Calvin Johnson almost with these crazy ridiculous catches. And Deontay Johnson is still there. We'll talk about him here soon. That offense is loaded. And Kenny Pickett is in year two. Usually year two is when rookie quarterbacks have a big jump. And Kenny Pickett going at pick 154 
you don't even have to draft him in some leagues. You can just pick him off of waivers, and he has the potential to be top 12, at least top 15 in the league this year if some things break right. So you don't have to spend a high pick, high value pick on a Jalen Hurts, on a Patrick Mahomes. You can you can stack your running back and wide receiver positions with in mind that you're going to get Kenny Pickett and basically the last round of your draft or for free. He's one of my favorite quarterback sleepers this year. Now, let's get to the running back position. This one, I think I think this guy's been kind of falling under the radar as well. I want to talk about Brian Robinson Jr. for the Washington Commanders. I think people are just avoiding him and showing him no respect because they fear he's not going to be an every down back. He's not going to get a lot of touches. He's not going to get a lot of passes thrown his way. So why bother? We'll just go somewhere else. We'll kind of avoid the commander's backfield altogether. And I think that is a mistake. Brian Robinson Jr. last year showed that he is a fantastic runner. He's hard to take down. He has really good speed and he is going to get yards and touchdowns in this offense, especially with their new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. He is a great offensive coordinator that's going to be able to get them in the scoring position very often. And Brian Robinson Jr. is he's going to reap the rewards for that. And right now he is going around pick 108. That's probably 10, 11, or around 12, depending on the size of your league. Again, you're not you're not spending a high value draft pick on him. You're just picking someone to fill up your bench. And Brian Robertson Jr. has the potential to be a flex or at most RB2 for you. And you're getting him in the 10th round. That is awesome. That is huge value. And also. I personally think he's going to be more involved in the pass game than people think. Look what he did this preseason. There were a couple preseason games where Sam Howell, being a young quarterback, when they get flustered, they try to escape and just dump it off. Brian Robinson Jr. was getting targeted a lot in those preseason games. A lot of people think it's going to be all Antonio Gibson. I'm not so sure about that. I think that Brian Robinson might get, I don't know, three-ish targets a game, and that's not nothing. That is something. If he gets two, three catches a game for 20, 30 yards, that's another four or five points a game right there. That could be huge. That could be the difference between, between him being on your bench and being started on your team, and you're getting him in the 10th round. I love that. I love that pick. I've been trying to get him in as many leagues as I can. Now, Let's go to the wide receiver position. And this guy is on my radar. He's been, he was on my radar before, but especially now with all the injuries that's going on with the Broncos. You might know who I'm talking about, but that's Marvin Mims Jr. Rookie for the Broncos. They drafted him in the second round. They actually moved up to pick him in the second round. So this is a Sean Payton guy. Sean Payton made the decision, I wanna move up, I wanna draft Marvin Mims, he's my guy, I want him on my team. And now, with Jerry Judy possibly missing a little time, we don't know for sure, but his hamstring's kinda flaring up, they already lost two other guys for the year with some devastating injuries. Marvin, it's going to be Marvin Mims and Cortland Sutton week one most likely on the outside. 
And Marvin Mims is a huge talent. He has so much speed. He scored touchdowns galore in Oklahoma. I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan, so I watched him a lot. And in this Sean Payton offense, which is a high-volume, high-pass offense, Marvin Mims is going to get targets. He's going to get catches. And he is going around pick 170 in drafts. He's not even getting drafted, guys. And I'm telling you, he has flex value almost right away. I've done two drafts already. I got like five or six more to go. He's on my team in every draft, and I want to get him in the rest of my drafts because he's being overlooked. I'm telling you, he's going to be something. He might not have weekly value when Jerry Judy comes back, but then again, he might. He might be in their slot, or Jerry Judy might be in the slot, and Mims is on the outside. They have a lot of options. They're going to go three wide more than people might think. And when they go three wide, whenever Judy's healthy, Marvin Mims is out there. He's getting single covered by a third corner or by a safety that doesn't have a lot of experience. He's going to be awesome. Draft Marvin Mims Jr. Now, let's go to tight end. And my sleeper for tight end this year, this probably isn't a popular or hot name, but I'm telling you, I I think I'm feeling something here. And that's Hunter Henry for the Patriots. So the Patriots are going to be going two tight ends a lot this year. They don't really have a lot on offense. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. They have a couple other decent guys. They have great running backs. I think they're going to go heavy, and they're going to be going two tight end. And Hunter Henry is very underrated. He's going to be the main guy catching passes, especially. I think Kaseki's a little hurt right now. And you can get Hunter Henry about the same time as Marvin Mims. Pick 169, 170 in that range. Again, basically free. If you had some bad luck at tight end this year, you weren't able to get one of the top five, six guys, and maybe you got like a Dalton Schultz or something like that, and you don't feel very confident, grab Hunter Henry as well. He could have peak tight end two, possibly tight end one value and you're not spending very much on him. You're maybe getting him for free in free agency or around 14, 15 pick. Stash him on your bench, see what happens. He has value. I love Hunter Henry this year, especially where he's going. He's gonna be getting touchdowns in that um, Bill Belichick offense ran by Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is a good offensive coordinator. Maybe not so much good head coach, but he's a good offensive coordinator. He's going to have Hunter Henry involved. They're going to score some points. Get Hunter Henry toward the end of your draft. That was the fun stuff. Now, let's get to busts. These are guys I'm looking at avoiding in my draft, mainly where they're being drafted, their value, their ADP. I'm not saying don't draft these guys at all. If the value is right, if they fall a little bit, yeah, take them. But at their value, I don't I don't know so much. Let's start with quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I mean, what he did last year has me worried. I know he missed, what, two years of football, and he only played like five or six games. But those five or six games, they were ugly. They were ugly. He was the worst quarterback in football, basically. Um, and he's going around pick 75. QB eight or nine? Nah, I'll take I'll take more of a Trevor Lawrence. I'll even take Kirk Cousins over Deshaun Watson. Honestly, I I I just I get bad vibes. 
I don't like what I'm seeing from Deshaun Watson. He could be great. He has a lot of talent. He could be a top five quarterback, or he could be a bottom 20 quarterback. That's the range of outcomes for Deshaun Watson. And that's too risky for me, especially at that early where you have to draft him. You have to draft him around round six or seven. No, I'll pass. I'll take uh, Kirk Cousins, just, um, Trevor Lawrence if he's there, maybe even a Daniel Jones, or if I want to have a risky one, I prefer Anthony Richardson. He's a lot cheaper, and he has top five value as well. I mean, he could be awesome or he could be terrible. It's nowhere in between. So I'd rather save a little bit of value, draft some other guys, and then get Anthony Richardson later. I'll, I'll avoid Deshaun Watson this year. I'll pass. He's, he's not on my list. Now let's go to running back. This one, this one's going to turn some heads, and a lot of people won't agree with me, and that's fine. This is just my my personal running back quote-unquote bust that I'm avoiding at cost. Again, I'm not saying I'm not drafting him, but at cost. And that is Travis Etienne Jr. I know he is a fantastic running back, so much talent. He showed off so many traits at Clemson, and he's been really good in the pros too. But he's going at average draft position of 31. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have guys like Jameer Gibbs, who has a higher potential, or I'd rather have guys like Ramondre Stevenson, maybe. I mean, he's, he's close. I know Zeke's going to take some touches away, maybe some touchdowns. Um, I definitely would rather have Joe Mixon. I think he's being undervalued. Um, but I, I'm a little scared of Travis Etienne at cost because that offense has so many mouths to feed, so much talent, so many great options that they can go to where Travis Etienne might not be, even be involved much in the pass game in the, in the red zone. They drafted Tank Bixby. You can't tell me that they won't use him some in the red zone. You can't tell me that Tank Bixby won't get some touchdowns, which will vulture away a little bit from Travis Etienne. So at pick 31, I'm looking elsewhere. If he falls a little bit, yeah, take him. Take him a lot in maybe the fourth, fifth round if he falls there, but he won't. He's being drafted in the third round where there are better options to me, or you can even go quarterback here if you want to Patrick Mahomes or if you want to Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen if they're there. I'd much rather have them. Now for my wide receiver bust. This guy's been getting a lot of hype this year mainly because of the preseason he had a couple crazy plays and that's dj moore he got traded to a bears offense that's going to be better yes i agree but it's still going to be run first with a quarterback that's still developing those touchdowns that he had in the preseason those are off short intermediate or screen passes those weren't difficult throws and when defenses are actually playing and not being vanilla those throws are going to be more difficult, and I'm not too sure that that's going to happen as often. And at his value right now, at pick 60, it's a kind of around where he's going, there are really other guys I prefer. Deontay Johnson, he's around that area. He could, he could be, he's actually one of my breakouts. I'll touch on that here later. Or Christian Watson, he has a much higher ceiling than DJ Moore does. Or maybe even guys like Chris Godwin. He has a better floor than DJ Moore does. He's going to get a lot of catches, a lot of yards, and not offense with the buck in here. So I don't know. I think DJ Moore is a little too expensive this year. And now for my tight end bust. 
That's George Kittle. I don't know, guys. I, he's being drafted probably tight end five-ish. I pick 51. I don't know. He just he's too up and down. He'll have games with two catches, 20 yards, and he'll have games with five catches, two touchdowns. I just there's so many mouths to feed on that 49ers offense. For tight end, I probably much prefer Darren Waller. He's going to be great. We'll get to him too. Or maybe even Dallas Goddard. I'd probably prefer him to Kittle. Maybe even Kyle Pitts. He could be a top four, top three tight end, or he could be another bust. But he has a better outcome than George Kittle. I'm probably passing on George Kittle this year. Now for my breakouts. These are players that are being drafted. They do have value, but I think... They have the potential to way outperform their ADP, maybe be a top 15, top 10 guy at some positions. Let's start with quarterback. My favorite breakout quarterback this year, Trevor Lawrence. He's being drafted as about quarterback seven or eight, depending on where you're looking, probably sixth, maybe fifth round. And he has the potential to do so well this year. That wide receiver room in Jacksonville is just loaded with talent, and Trevor Lawrence is already getting better and better. I think he could have another jump. He could be a top five quarterback this year, and that's saying something because there are some names out there. He is going around pick 65. I think that's great value. I'm targeting him as often as I can. And for running back, one of my favorite running backs to target is James Conner. I love doing the zero RB build, the zero RB strategy, and James Conner is one of the guys I'm focusing on. Yes, he's on a terrible offense. Yes, that team is just trying to rebuild. But James Conner is basically the only guy left other than Marquise Brown. He's going to get a lot of rushes, a lot of targets, and he's going to score touchdowns. He's the really only goal line guy. And he's being drafted at around pick 61 probably the fifth or sixth round and he has rb2 possibly rb1 potential i think he's gonna very very much outperform his adp he's my favorite breakout for the running back position and for wide receiver i already touched on this but deontay johnson people have a tendency to have recency bias i have the same thing and people got hurt last year with him not scoring any touchdowns and not really giving as much value as they wanted but he was targeted he broke a record the most a targets without scoring a touchdown last year that won't happen again he's gonna score touchdowns especially with kenny pickett being better this year i love deontay johnson where he's going he's going around pick 60 in fifth or sixth round he's a great wide receiver too with potential to be a wide receiver one my favorite breakout at wide receiver this year. And for tight end, this is one of my favorite players, period, in drafts because of where he's going and his potential. Darren Waller. He has tight end two potential written all over him. I don't predict anyone to be better than Kelsey. Kelsey's the best. But if I was going to predict and suggest someone to be tight end two that's not Mark Andrews, give me Darren Waller as tight end two this year. And he's He's being drafted as tight end four or five. Great value there at pick around 51. Look at that Giants offense. Other than Darren Waller, who do you think is going to catch passes? Exactly. They have a bunch of guys, but 
but nobody that's going to demand targets like Darren Waller is. He's going to be targeted early and often be a safety valve for Daniel Jones. He's going to score so many touchdowns as long as he stays healthy. That's the only risk is his health. He's missed a lot of games in his in his time frame in the NFL. But if he stays healthy, Darren Waller is going to smash in the fourth or fifth round at pick 51. I'm trying to get him as much as I can. He's my favorite favorite my favorite breakout target this year. You know what? I'm not going to even edit that out. We're going to leave favorite. It's a great new word that you can use in your daily life. Well, that's my breakouts, my sleepers, and my bus. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope this helps you out in your drafts. Now, let's get real. And let's continue on the story of the apartment. So um, when I moved into that apartment, I didn't know what God had for me. I didn't know what was coming next. But I saw it very shortly after moving in. There was one day where I was on my bed. I had a little area. It was basically the office of the apartment. It was a very small little room. But I was on my bed sitting there. And I thought, what, what am I doing here? I know God has a plan for me. I know he wants me here. Things worked out too well for me not to be here. But I don't know what I'm doing. I was lost. But shortly after that, I started to see a little hint of hope, a little hint of a plan. I knew we had a plan, but I didn't know what it was. But I saw a little, a little maybe a hint of it, a little first step. Um, there came to a point where I had two roommates at the time. One of them held a Bible study at our apartment every Monday night. I joined in when I could. I usually closed at my retail um, store that I worked at on Monday, so I usually caught the back end. But he had a Bible study every Monday night. Um, but him and the other roommate, they got along well enough that they considered each other friends for a long time, but they were starting to kind of rub each other the wrong way a little, getting into little arguments, little fights, nothing major. But there came one night where they got into an explosive argument where they were yelling at each other. They weren't getting physical, but it might have got that way um, if certain things didn't turn out a certain way. But they were getting so loud, so argumentative with each other. They were so angry. It actually woke me up. They were arguing in our kitchen. And I woke up. I kind of sat up. I didn't really say anything at the time. But I kind of played official, not letting it get too out of control. And that argument lasted for a good, I don't know, half hour to an hour after they woke me up. And my roommate apologized afterward. I, I told him, it, it's okay. Things happen. I'm glad that you guys were able to settle down and move on and kind of separate. Um, and after that, it was weeks before they really talked to each other. They would talk to me to kind of confide to me a little bit about how they were feeling on the roommate, but they really didn't talk to each other. But I say all of that because if I wasn't there, and I realized this later, this will tie into the next story, the next get real story. So be sure to come back next week. Well, the next episode, I'm not sure when it's gonna air, but um, I realized that if I wasn't there, that they probably would have parted ways and one of them would have moved out, moved somewhere else, and that Bible study might not have happened. And it is key for that Bible study to continue to go on. And I will get into that in the next episode. 
But if I wasn't there, if I wasn't playing referee, kind of calming them down, having them not get too crazy, not really get physical, which it was getting close to that, they might have moved away. And that that really strong Bible study, it was vibrant, it was growing, would have dissipated and would have kept going. That was the first baby step into me seeing, okay, I'm supposed to be here. I was here to kind of break up this fight not have a relationship that's been going on for years they've been friends for years not having this relationship end over something silly and non-important there's something here i don't know what it is but there's something here and both my roommates were so thankful that i was there for that i was able to kind of calm them down and you'll see next time how that was very vital and to the bible study continuing and seeing god's plan unfold but thank you guys so much for joining in. Until next time, next time will be week one of the of the fantasy football season, most likely. We're going to get into what happened during the week, what players I'm looking at, maybe some things that happened, maybe some waivers to look at. We'll, we'll talk about a lot of things after week one. Thank you so much for joining in, listening to this podcast. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.